It's Thursday night, and you know what that means. Welcome to Max Wrestling episode 350. This is your captain speaking, along with LFA Moses Marquez. Top of the morning. Top of the morning, about 350. And <laughs> I always pronounce 50 as 50. <laughs> Gotta do it, goddamn. Loch Ness Monster just popped out talking to him about he needs about 350. Oh, classic. I still don't understand the joke, but. Well, I mean, I do. Monster literally asked Chef's parents for money. <laughs> and I'm I, like, I, okay, well. I, 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 I kind of get it, but it's just like, okay, why 350 though? Just so we can hey, say 50. If we knew, only knew. <laughs> if we only knew. Um, We don't get to celebrate it, obviously, but happy Thanksgiving. Woohoo. I don't know why we don't say I say this every single year. I don't know why we don't celebrate it over here. I'd love some holiday ham. Oh, I'm sure you would. Well, we got the we got the what well, we got the the brown sugar double glazed ham uh, we got going on, and then I got my turkey breast. We're gonna do some homemade mac and cheese, some stuffing, homemade mashed potatoes. I'm I'm literally salivating right now. I'm I'm so glad this isn't the Ring of Games and we don't have the cameras on because I'm salivating. Right. Just the amount of drool on my desk is a little unsettling. <laughs> I'm just glad we didn't have a friggin' food fight on any SmackDown or whatever this week. I yeah, mean, that's we probably will tomorrow. A little but surprising. It's actually not surprising. I'm surprised it didn't happen. Yeah, like Dynamite had a Thanksgiving episode last night, but they didn't go over the top with it. No, they just had like leaves falling on the screens. It was pretty. Mm-hmm. You had the turkey in the background. Yeah, that's the randomly that's, pop up. That's what grinds me the most. We have turkey pretty much at Christmas in in the UK, and then you're telling me you're denying me a, a second Christmas dish. Of That's turkey? hilarious. Well, I mean, I guess that's your guys' way of making it up because out here, like, we normally don't, don't do turkey unlike Christmas. I'm more of like a prime rib guy. <laughs> Gotta get the ribs. So, I'm telling you. Um, the Max Wrestling reset is complete. We started about a month ago and now all changes are in full effect. We have our first ever TV champion. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Um, and as of last week, the Knowledge Championship must now be defended within 30 days. And also, in order to keep the TV Championship, Moses must cut a promo at least every 30 days. But uh, you know what? We technically haven't seen the world title match yet, so I'm going to count it from there. When we have a few days before we get to the Maxis next month. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right, yeah. I want to let, so just the heads up <laughs> on that, by the way. Yeah, because I haven't updated anybody. Know. You've updated nobody? Because I oh, I don't know what's going on, so I haven't updated anybody. I didn't want to say, like, yeah, the world title match is going to be on this day instead, and then we haven't had it, so. No, I, it, uh, so I'm, I hate to say that I'm still finishing it, but thanks to fucking just, I guess, everything, something didn't get saved again. And when I mean something, I mean the entire thing that I had finished putting together. Oh, I had got some stuff from Trav, or not from Trav, from, uh, from Chad that I needed to put in last minute. I got it from him and I was like, okay, I ended up making this drag out a week, like a week or whatever. I got it from him on, uh, I think Monday or Sunday or something like that. So I go to go load it up and everything's gone. And I'm like searching and scouring and I'm like, did I change it to the different hard drive? Is it on the cloud? It, no, it's just fucking gone. And I'm like, I don't understand what I did. 
So now I'm having to piece it all <clears throat> back together, realizing that apparently some of the stuff I downloaded but didn't save and somehow got from Facebook but now can't find it in my folder. So I don't know what the hell is going on. I'm like, I'm frantic. I am sitting in front of it right now, though, like half complete. So I will, it, it'll be done today, like this morning, because I have to stay up anyway to cook, uh, I was going to say breakfast, uh, to cook Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner. So it'll be done like later this, uh, this, it'll be, it'll be done before you put the show up. And then what I'm going to do is after I finish putting it together, I'm going to put a little thing in the front of it that's kind of like, um, uh, 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 it's like a what was I going to do? Like a like a Scarface kind of a thing, or not Scarface? Uh, like a Pablo Escobar kind of thing, mob thing or whatever. Just be like, you know, this video is, you know, was seized by the hands of da 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 and was asked to not be released, <laughs> or something like that. I'll have to figure out some weird thing. Like this videotape was stolen from the house of El Jefe, or I don't know. It All right, was not well... made for public eyes. <laughs> Um, this month's edition of Budget Cuts is up this week, plus Survivor Series, plus Ric Flair at war with WWE, plus CM Punk and MJF murder each other on the microphone. But first, we gotta go back in time, so here is This Week in Wrestling History. Up first, on November 19th, 1995, Bret Hart ended Diesel's 358-day reign, becoming WWE Champion at Survivor Series. Thank goodness. <laughs> Did uh, ratings tanked for a year because Diesel was champion for a year? I mean, that's what they say. I mean, he seemed pretty over to me, but I mean, I'm not going to argue. <laughs> He's not very entertaining. Yeah, he... I mean, yeah, I wasn't really around live for that era, but uh, I don't hear good things about it. I was going to say, yeah, the going back and watching it, no bueno. <laughs> uh, November 19th, 2006, TNA presented Genesis, which featured Abyss becoming NWA World Champion, which I'm sure not many people remember, actually, as he defeated Sting by disqualification. And for some reason, back in those days, TNA allowed title changes by DQ. Uh, what the oh, fuck? Right. Apparently, um, I don't remember the pay-per-view very well. I'm sure I watched it, though. But um, Sting lost his cool and just started beating people up with chairs and got DQ'd. Uh, also sure. on that night, in what was dubbed as the dream match of the decade, Kurt Angle defeated Samoa Joe, ending Joe's 18-month undefeated streak. 18 months? Goddamn, Joe. Yeah. Um, Somebody I, wing, guy. He debuted at Slammiversary the year before and went all the way to Genesis. Damn, okay. What you? And Literally, of course, that, that's like one of TNA's most famous moments, Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe. I mean, hell, it's a good feud. It makes you want to go back and watch it. Good feud, and as I recall, they've never had a bad match against each other. I'm about to say, could those guys have a bad match? Is that a thing? Is that a possible thing? They could probably... I mean, Kurt Angle's not 100% anymore, but they could probably wrestle today and have a great match. Yeah, entertaining for sure. Right. 
Um, however, for Joe, 10 years later, on November 19th, in 2016, Joe defeated Shinsuke Nakamura at TakeOver Toronto to become the first ever two-time NXT champion. That I do. Yeah, I definitely remember that one. <laughs> and, and the fact that his first title reign came on the fuck a house show. <laughs> I can fuck a house God. show. Right? Uh, where are we up to? November 20th. 2002 on TNA number 21. This is when they used to do weekly pay-per-views. Um, Jeff Jarrett defeated Ron Killings, a.k.a. R-Truth, to become the NWA world champion. One of his many that people weren't happy about. <laughs> Nobody was happy about anything goddamn Jeff Jarrett did. <laughs> I mean, he was a pretty good heel. But mm. uh, I think people... Obviously, people keep comparing Cody to him, and like Cody ain't won no world title. No, sir. Uh, what? Here we go. November twentieth, two thousand eleven. The historic four hundred thirty-four day reign of CM Punk began as he defeated Alberto Del Rio at Survivor Series to regain the WWE Championship. Love it. Oh, it was great. He also had um, Howard Finkel as his guest. Ring announcer. The Fink, that's right. I remember that. <laughs> Goddamn, the Fink was out there, boy. I think he, he also, like, talked for too long. A punk just kind of came out and looked at his watch like, really? Can we, uh, <laughs> can we get a move on here, player? <laughs> got, got things to do, people to see, homie. Got, got me a title to win. Mm-hmm. Got, got some Pepsi to drink. There you go, the Pepsi. Uh, November 21st, nine, oh, this is a good one, 1999, Bret Hart defeated Chris Benoit in a tournament final at Mayhem to become WCW champion. It was then vacated before Bret won it back, <clears throat> and vacated again before Benoit won it back, and vacated again before it was won by Sid Vicious, and vacated again before being won by Kevin Nash, all in the space of two months. What the actual fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's literally Benoit vacated. <laughs> Bret Hart vacated. Benoit vacated. Like nobody Sid gives shit. Like, no, you know what? It, you can have it, bro. <laughs> no, you have it, bro. No, you have it, bro. Like, bro, make it be fucking mine. Uh, WCW. Oh, they kill me, but they were entertaining, boy. I tell you that. Yeah. Um, November 22nd, 2010, The Miz shocked the world when he cashed in his money in the bank on Randy Orton to become WWE Champion on Raw. Mm-hmm, good shit. Cue the angry Miz girl. Oh, yeah, she's a big old piss, look at that. <laughs> it's weird, we still think of her as a little girl. <clears throat> and it was, oh, it was like small 11 child. years ago. Whatever, she'll always be a small child. <laughs> You will always be that frowning, angry little girl in the crowd. Yeah, sorry. Maybe you kind of set yourself up for it, but it is what it is. Don't be too mad. Yeah. But you can, you can like, see her training to become a wrestler or something, and WWE will, like, this was her way back when. Right, that I can totally, I can totally see that happen. <laughs> Uh, also on November 22nd in 2015, after they had defeated Alberto and Kevin Owens respectively, Roman Reigns defeated Dean Ambrose for the vacant WWE Championship, but Sheamus cashed in his money in the bank to steal the title for himself, also at Survivor Series. 
asshole. Actually, I think a lot of people loved it. It's probably the best reaction any heel has ever gotten cashing in money in the bank. Yeah, just because right. it was Roman. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> um, so I've only got up to yesterday, but finally on November twenty third, two thousand eight, Edge defeated Triple H and Vladimir Kozlov for the WWE Championship, and John Cena defeated Chris Jericho for the World Championship. There we go. Uh, I'll probably do like eight days of history next week just to make up for not including today. But uh, also, birthdays. We like birthdays. Love birthdays. Shane Douglas turned 57 on November 21st. Hey, all right. <laughs> uh, Elias. The franchise. The franchise, Shane Douglas. Kids, go look him up. Oh, yeah. Go, go do some goddamn history. Was it, was it Hardcore Homecoming? He had the bad wire match with Sabu. And I think Terry Funk, too. I think it was a triple threat barbed wire match. I want to say that's right, but I'm not that all familiar with ECW names. Oh, that was like an indie show. It was just like a celebration oh, really? of hardcore. Oh, I've got I just no remember idea, having the DVD. I need to find it. Yes. Oh, I need to find this right now. I, it, it was basically the indie one-night stand because it came out like a, a couple of months after EC, the original one-night stand. Oh, my And it was Lord. just like, this is how you fucking do ECW. Yeah, fucking bananas way. Not that one night stand wasn't great. It was good, but it wasn't really easy. The one night stand is infamous. Yeah. I mean, hell, we did it. That was one of the first early editions of Retro Rewind. Was when we were back doing pay per views, and seeing that was bananas. Like the, not only the brutality, but like to see like guys are in there like wrestling. To, I would say, I don't mean to say it like this, but to, to today's standards, like, uh, and I hate that I admit this shit, but goddamn Jerry Lynn, when we seen Jerry, the first time I saw Jerry Lynn in 1996 off of, uh, not one night stand, Heat Wave. And um, this cat looked like Kenny Omega got in a time machine, boy, and went to ECW in 1996. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, is that Kenny? No, it's fucking Jerry Lynn. And they wrestled the like such a same style. It's not even funny. It's just, but no, I mean, God, ECW was was on some shit, boy. Off the fucking chain. It, but it was mad fucking entertaining. Yeah. Uh, also on November twenty second, Elias turned thirty four. Where the fuck is Elias? I don't give a shit. I always like Elias. Uh, as long hey, if I'm in the crowd, then yeah, I then give me the chance to yeah walk with Elias. But other than that, I don't give a shit. All right. Uh, also, some dude called Bonesaw turned forty, who isn't Macho Man. <laughs> I just saw Bonesaw, but wait a minute. Is it shoot Bonesaw? There's actually a bone saw. Bone saw McGraw. What in the shit? <laughs> I mean, I guess so. I mean, you probably can't find anything on him because if if you Google bone saw wrestle, you're probably just gonna get Macho Man and Spider Man. I was just gonna say you're gonna get yeah. That's, that's the very. I'm over here. That's the first thing I typed in. It's the first thing I got. Yep, Randy Savage. There you go. Goddamn Randy McSavage over here, man. 
Lord have this. Oh, okay. There's also a younger Bone Saw who currently wrestles for Defiance. Oh, I must have a scroll blown. <laughs> I seen the first thing said Macho Man said, "Nope, click." <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. Um, and there's not many birthdays this week. Also, yesterday it was Aaliyah's 27th birthday, and Beth Phoenix turned 41. Congrats, all. Hold on real quick. Flashback to the history that is Thanksgiving and wrestling. They coincide aplenty. Uh, back in November 24th, 1983. That's right. Some super history. Ric Flair beat Harley Race for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship in a cage match. With Glenn Kaniski as referee. Glenn Kaniski, old school wrestler, like 40s, 50s. Do some, do some research. I just yeah. had to drop it because every every goddamn time I listen to Uncle Dave on on Thanksgiving, he always eighty goddamn stories about Thanksgiving wrestling. I'm like, okay, all right, man, you told them all last year. I don't give a shit. Can we get on to some news, please? <laughs> it's like Christmas. You watch the same movies, but but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, that's that's, okay. that's part of the season. Exactly. Um, all right, so it. Let's talk about these releases. Every time I see these mass exterminations of WWE contracts, it seems more and more people are pissed off. And yet, WWE still gets more ratings than any other wrestling show. How does this work? Because the reality of the matter is, is their fans are, as B-Dry would say, constantly. They're fickle. And as long as they like what something is going on with like two or three guys, they're going to keep watching. They might even be able to increase the crowd. The fact that all these guys got released, it only affects us because we know who the fuck they are. WWE is the land of the casual fan. The casual 37-year-old, 35-year-old, 38-year-old fan, you know, mid-30s, early 40s, you know. And then on top of that, the other awesome group of fans that you know are getting forced to go to these shows are kids under 12. And they don't give a rat's ass about anybody that doesn't have a fucking, you know, moniker. You know, they don't have a have they have to have a fucking saying. Like kids could give a shit about like Chad Gable or mm. Otis or fuck anybody else. But I mean, like, they like Seth, you know, they, they like Roman, you know, they like Big E because he's entertaining and like but like if you got rid of one of those guys, it'd be a total uproar. But you're getting rid of guys that are to us you know, underutilized, underpushed people that could be making big money on the on the main or on the you know the indie scene, and you got them here jumping out and acting stupid and giving them dumb nicknames. Yeah, Bearcat. <laughs> Which I'll admit, I believed the dirt sheet that said it was his idea, and obviously now he's confirmed that it wasn't. I would sure hope not. You were really I mean, going to tell me that you're going to give your, your own self the name Bearcat. I mean, when I heard the reasoning behind it, I thought, okay, that's cool. That makes sense. But, yeah, no. Yeah, I don't believe that shit. <laughs> don't do it. I'm uh, sorry. I don't believe I mean, I was going to ask what it's going to take for people to just tune off, but you just hit the nail on the head. Like, they're just blind, submissive sheep. They are, they are quite literal sheep. I mean, if you wanted to... to it's, I wish I wish I didn't have to say it like that, but it's the truth. It's they are sheep. They are the ones that are 
they only know this wrestling because they refuse to learn any other wrestling, mm-hmm. which are the diehard marks. And we know plenty of them. Yeah, Glenn, I'm talking to you, you know, and you I understand, you know, we all grew up with something, you know, and back then, you know, we were different. But when you grow up, you're going to change your mind. And some of cha- most I'm starting to see are slowly changing their mind and realizing that there is other professional wrestling out there, actual professional wrestling, as as I should say, not, you know, other actual professional wrestling. And so, I mean, you've, that's why you've seen the demographic for AEW pretty much stay the same, if not increase. It's gotten more on the guy's side. You know, NXT and WWE have to resort to the same things. Returning big-name stars to garner... Uh, you know, nostalgia views or you plug the fuck out of Mandy Rose and you try to get the teenage kids that are whacking off while watching your show. <laughs> I mean, th- I'm, I don't mean to put it so simple, but it, that's how I mean, that's it's the truth. You know, they have no reason to want to turn off. So why would they why would they want to? We've sat here for 30 years, you know, you know 20 years, 30 years. Watch the fuck out of this product. Realize Dude, you really are never going to change. No. You can sign every fucking great talent under the sun, and this company will never change. And that's why we got so fed up. And that's why most uh, the most of the diehards have left, and that's why, yeah, maybe we, you know, are a little... Bias? I don't know. I guess two... Yeah, get a little biased. Okay. Yeah, they got... They didn't want to use that word. <laughs> Sounds so negative. But it is the truth, you know? We do want to seem a little biased because it's like, dude, it's like a, like a bad ex. Like, if you see her in public, I'm get, I'm never shopping to this fucking store again. Fuck that bitch. Yeah, we're, we're biased for the right reasons. Exactly. We've been fucking screwed over and made fun of forever. Belittled and, you know, fucking just... When they don't give a shit about your opinion, but they tell you on television that they all they care about is your opinion... And we're going to do things your way and they could, and then they don't do a goddamn thing your way. It's a fucking slap to the face. Yeah. Uh, 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 This is probably going to turn into a rant now, but as I said on Facebook this past weekend, Vince McMahon could literally walk out into the streets on a murder spree and WWE loyalists would still be like, yeah, but he made wrestling what it is. Yeah, he did. He absolutely did. He did great things like WrestleMania, Undertaker, Austin, Rock, TLC, Hell in a Cell, and then became a black-hearted, out-of-touch, stubborn, egotistical, power-crazy, selfish, uncaring, greedy prick who looks like he's already had the formaldehyde injected and the mortician's already applied the makeup. Yeah, he's done that, baby. <laughs> Seriously. He, I mean, it, it's, the, it's the truth. It's the fucking truth. This is, and like, let me let me speak to those who, for, you know, you are a diehard WWE fan. Check this out. I'm, hey, first off, kudos to you for fucking sticking around for as long as you have, okay? it's This, this thing is fucking abysmal. So you got a fucking set of balls on you. I give you that first off. But it's, and I don't mean to put it so vaguely, it's like fucking Trump supporters and WWE diehards. You oh, could yeah. literally go, like, as you said, you could literally go on a killing spree and they will defend the shit out of them. Mm. 
you know? And no, this is not like a Crispin Wall related thing, okay? Do not, like, we're not what we're talking about here. <laughs> like, we mean, like, he could literally, you know, for his own amusement, not have brain issues and go fucking killing people. And you fucking diehards would be like, but that's Vincent Kennedy McMahon. The attitude era. Exactly. Yeah, the attitude era was great, but that was 20 years ago. Exactly. That's the greatest part about that. That was forever and a motherfucking day ago. Okay? Forever and a fucking day ago. Okay? If you really want to try to hold cool people up to standards that high, then, like, every time I hear Eric Bischoff say anything, I need to be entertained. Yeah. Anytime I see anybody from WCW, I expect to be entertained. No, that's not how it fucking works, pal. It's, I don't get these fucking nerds. Seriously, though, Vince does look like he's already had the morticians make up a party. No, he's, you know, he looks like he looks like he was buried in the pet cemetery and came back fucked up, and that that actually explains that's a lot. Hilarious. <laughs> that, that's, that would explain that a lot. Just perfect. <laughs> it's the pet cemetery, Vince McMahon. Oh, that works so awesome. I mean, he's. In his 60s, 70s? I think he's in his 70s, yeah. He looks every fucking bit of it. He looks more like 90. Uh, oh, God. Vince McMahon. <laughs> 76 years old. Yeah. And the last time we saw this dude, he I'm looking at a picture of him right now. And this was when they were doing the screens in the back, the goddamn Thunderdome. And he looks old as a bitch. Like, he has lived a life, boy. In a negative way, I tell you what, life has lived him. Shit, look at that. I mean, but this is also what you do to yourself when you fucking stress over your goddamn product to the point where you have to work out as hard as your own fucking talent. Oh, God. Maybe maybe even harder. Yeah. The, no the dude's insane. He is, and and as, as much as it is impressive, it, it it also makes me question his mental state. Oh, I don't think there's any question about that. Which also makes me bring up the question of why the rest of these people ain't questioning his goddamn mental state. I mean, <laughs> you only have to watch Survivor Series. First of all, he has the audacity to have this grand entrance at Survivor Series and be welcomed by a group of jobbers that he's probably going to fire soon anyway. And he's just like, look at this fucking egg. So I'm Which so I'm so glad I didn't watch that piece of shit. I, I, oh my god! I know what Red Notice is, but I haven't watched it yet, so I had no idea what the fuck the egg was. He just gets out the limo, presents it, and everybody's confused. He's like, "Come on, react to it!" Yay! It's the egg. What the fuck are we looking at? That's a golden egg. Yeah, I got that, boss. But what the fuck are we looking at? See, this is why I'm so glad the Chargers had a Sunday night game because I was not going right. to give a shit. I would have shit all over this fucking thing. But no, I did see the egg, and my first immediate e motherfucking immediate thought was, are you swear to God the goddamn gobbledygooker just got smaller? <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Oh, look at this fucking egg. What is this, Goblet of Fire? Yeah, I guess so. We go, we, go, we, go, we go into the second trial now? Yeah, right. He was like, y'all want to play some Quidditch? Look at the size of this bitch. Like, wait a minute. Uh, and then the whole thing was to set up this stupid whodunit on Raw the next night, which nobody gave a shit about. They ever find who who stole the goddamn It was thing? Austin. It was Austin all along. 
It was Austin all along. He's like, here, I had to take it because, you know, your fucking company sucks, so I had to make something entertaining. I ain't watched Raw. I just saw the photos and, like, apparently Sami Zayn um, snitched on Austin Theory and then Vince yelled at him. Oh, I mean... I'm more like the fucking stories that made up rumors of goddamn Triple H pawned the bitch to start his own wrestling company. I mean, that would have been so cool. It was so. That would have been hilarious. It was really disheartening seeing the video recently that popped up of them touring like the new offices, like downstairs, and Vince is leading all these what, what investors or whatever, and Triple H is just right at the back. I was gonna say he was all the way in the back. That made me like question some shit. That's, well, wait a minute, like, I know. Thanks a lot, TikTok. I appreciate you, but like, what in the fuck? He don't give a shit about this place no more. I can't blame him. Everything he's built has been stripped away. Not only... Well, not... He really tried to make NXT, like, the legit... Hey, fuck the indies. We got all the indie stars here. Watch NXT. We're going to be better than any of your indie shows. Which I think is the great concept that it was. But then when it... Quote unquote, and when it lost to AEW, I don't even want to do the quote unquote. When it lost to AEW in the rating, quote unquote, ratings war, that's what I wanted to quote unquote. But it generally you know was. It, I mean, they put themselves in that fucking situation. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they knew they didn't have to fucking do that. If you would have left them on Tuesdays, I'm sure, I, I almost guarantee you, both shows probably would have averaged 800, 900,000 viewers a week. Both of them. They'd probably still be booming. But no, Vince sees competition. Vince sees, oh, another wrestling company on TV? We must compete. We must compete. You know, fucking, yeah. he never wanted to compete against Impact. Didn't see a point of competing against them. But here comes fucking another billionaire. Oh, I better compete against them. Like, dude. Oh, shit, they that, got Jericho. Like, we, oh, they got Jericho. Oh, shit, they got a... Uh, they got those Bucks Youngs guys, those guys. <laughs> Didn't we cease and desist them again? Oh, we did? Well, what else can we see? Nothing? Oh, shit. What the fuck like, happened to Ambrose? Right? <laughs> Who the fuck is a Moxley? <laughs> hey, Hunter, that guy looks like Jay. He looks just like Dean. He looks just like Dean. <laughs> but, it's, it, but it's, I mean, it's just like, it's. Did not need to be competition. It got forced to be competition, and by the time I it did move back to Tuesdays, the damage whole was brand done. Could have been saved. Yeah. You know, I mean, what was it like? I'm not gonna say I hate NXT. I mean, this new NXT is hot ass garbage. Yeah, literally the only thing you need to watch on it is uh, Toxic Attraction. That is it. And trust Actually, me, you catch their whole segment on highlights. The whole women's division, to be fair, is doing pretty good on NXT, but everything else is just a shadow of what it used to be. Well, yeah, you got goddamn Braun Breaker going out there to yell war games. Oh, no, it's not the same. No, that was that was whack. Only and one was, person like, can yell war games. Old school versus the new school kind of shit. Like, I did not like. I do not like this dynamic. And now, granted, again, I barely even watched the highlights. I'm not even going to lie to you. I did, again, did not give a shit. Did not give a shit about NXT at all this week. 
See, I literally seen the clip of Breaker yelling war games, and that was it. Serious question. And I'm like, can, well, then. can they even get two rings in that studio? Because it's like built like an oval. Oh, I'm sure they'll figure it out. Push the seats back. You know, you only got 300 people. Well, I guess we're only going to have 150 people. <laughs> they don't. They really don't give a shit about yeah. how many are in the fucking crowd. So. so long as we got the regulars in the front row, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Uh, how how long was like the Wednesday Night War? Was it like a year and a half or something? Was it even a year? I can't remember. God, let me double check. I want to say but, uh, it wasn't even a year. Because oh then, I like, NXT that. did move back to Tuesdays, but by then, everybody already thought it was a joke, so they didn't care. So we got, like, what, 600,000? Yeah, that sounds about right. Which, as you said, if they had just stayed on Tuesdays in the first place, they would have had those higher numbers consistently. Year and a half. Yeah. Well, yeah, I knew it wasn't two years, because it was yeah, over 77 in a flash. Seventy-seven weeks. Is that the right number? Seventy-five weeks. Sorry, seventy-five weeks. Man, it didn't even make it to Raw versus Nitro. Not even close. <laughs> but I mean, it was a good. Wow. We all knew. Um. Well, speaking. Well, we're already still on Survivor Series. I think also the whole egg thing was like a red herring. To make us think The Rock was going to show up. I know people are saying WWE never announced anything, but (laughs) they were pushing the shit out of The Rock to make you think he was going to show up. First of all, like Vince's arrival, it's a grand limo. We got a special guest. Oh shit, it's going to be The Rock, and now it's Vince. And but he's got the egg from The Rock's movie, so The Rock's definitely going to be here, right? Wrong. Wrong. But Roman Reigns is in the main event, so he's going to show up at the end, right? No. No, which is bullshit. But that's the thing. That's the thing. It's like. They teased it. They've been pushing, yeah, this idea. They have been teasing the fucking sh- holy shit out of the idea of of Rock being the pretty much the only guy that's going to beat Roman. Then they also pushed the shit out of him possibly showing up by like for like a week straight having every fucking dork under the sun dress up as him. Not to mention Sasha and people using his catchphrases. All that, and then we were like, okay, so yeah, this guy's he's definitely coming. He's coming. He's and and, and nothing. And nothing. And now, I mean, granted, this one too has been like another fucking two-year story build. Yeah. It Maybe was just in the fans' mind, but it's been built. In- I think it was like last summer, uh, like that fan poster came out of The Rock and the shadow of his original, like, Rocky Maivia attire. And it was saying that was like going to be like 25th anniversary for Survivor Series. That's going to be the theme. Then it came out that it wasn't going to be the theme. Then it was the theme. <laughs> but, I mean... You're telling me they didn't even think to get The Rock to, like, film a quick video or something? Nah. I know he's busy, but he did more, like somebody else said, he did more for Impact to induct Ken Shamrock than he did for his own 25th anniversary. And he's never set foot that's, in Impact. That's so That's so true, though. Right? <laughs> he's like, nah. That was so easy as well, because Shamrock literally just went on social media and asked him to shoot a video of Rock. Yeah, no problem. That's how easy it is, Vince. I mean, right? I mean, don't act like you don't got this guy's fucking direct cell phone number, too. <laughs> hey, what's up, Brock? How you doing? You got any more cousins? Oh, yeah. Fucking <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so we got the other Uso brother that looks just like the other Uso brothers. Yeah. Not Uso. You got any other ones that look just like the Uso so we can have an Uso family? 
Be like, uh, you got you got enough so cousins it. for us to fill up an entire Survivor Series match with. Do you have any more girl cousins? Because <laughs> the last one didn't work out too well. Yeah, she's a bitch. Oh, she's over here punching people. <laughs> we had a fucking fire. We got you got another. One. I, I I also Punch think your daughter is your daughter coming along. <laughs> Oh, yeah, she's still in developmental. She's still in NXT. Obviously, she escaped the cut. Oh, yeah, she's not going to fucking go anywhere. Are you kidding me? I think that that girl could fucking show up in the ring and lay the biggest fucking egg this side of the fucking golden egg. And it still would have. She'd still be fucking. She can go in there and be goddamn Mandy Rose. Not Mandy Rose. uh, Fucking goddamn. uh, no, give me a fucking terrible example. God, not Carmella. Eva uh, Marie. AJ, thank you. Eva Marie. They should go in there and be an Eva Marie, botching left and right like nobody's hot business, but because she is the rock's daughter, she will hang out. She probably I, just I, won't get no TV time, and he won't care. How many opportunities did they have to fire Nia Jax? And it, it came down to, oh, you want some time off? Well, fuck you, you're fired. <sighs> The way they let go of some people in this fucking company is just goddamn petty. That that's it, that's the, it's not not always just the case that oh they fired more people they're evil. It's the way they fired them or the reasons they fired them. Exactly for. or the lack thereof. Yeah, budget cuts. Fuck you! You just made two two hundred million dollars. I was gonna say that's like God. <laughs> what but like your budget, boy? Your budget is up there. <laughs> Do not tell me that it, it's not. It's not like your fucking impact. You you can afford a few people. I mean, I get it. There's like way too. I mean, I mean, you could cut some motherfuckers. You got some nerd, too many nerds, and this and that. But I mean, yeah, sure. You didn't need to go cutting. How many did they cut when they went to the thing? Um, oh, like twenty. Yeah, twenty something. When you oh, this is a trim yeah. trimming off the fat. Fair enough. But when you're releasing guys like Alistair Black and Samoa Joe, and well, I mean Joe did get rehired, but like. Fucking half the undisputed era gone. Well, all of yeah, them. Well, I mean, are yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Bobby Fish was a part of that. That was a thirteen man cut yeah. back in August of six, August sixteen, and then this one is two, five, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, seventeen. Motherfuckers got cut on that one. Yeah, and that was what was that November the fourth, and then just recently they cut a whole nother. Fucking two, another eight cats. So it's like, slow down, <laughs> slow the fuck down. Like okay, like I, and then the, here's the thing that makes this is why we make it. it it's so bad. Okay, if it's not obvious as fuck already, let me just name three lovely names here: Isaiah Swerve Scott, mm-hmm. Top Dollar, and Asante Adonis. Yeah. They were literally. Literally, I want to say within the last seven or eight weeks, yep. just put on the main roster. Why in the fuck would you give these guys a raise, inform them they're going to the big show, and a few weeks later say, nah, and then just cut them? Yeah, I know. If you I didn't also like them in NXT, why didn't you just get rid of them then? Also, they released BFAB, and then. They give the three guys like two weeks without her, and then ah, they fired too. Yeah, that that didn't help. Yeah, the way to take away a key part of that 
it make everything worse. You know what I mean? It just, it's... And then, I mean, like, Nia Jax was a part of that when B-Fab went away. Oni Lorcan was a part of that. Um, who was another one? Oh, Lindsay Dorado. Harry Smith Jr. They brought this motherfucking oh, cat in to, to, to do nothing. Did he even get on TV? Nope. Wow. Excuse me. I'm allergic but to this I, bullshit. Like, it, I mean, for real. <laughs> I'm over here. My nose is running because it's it, it is bullshit. It is just highly allergic bullshit. Carrying cross. Oh yeah. Push the fuck out of that guy. Goodbye. See you later. I remember when Nia Jax was the unbeatable blah 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 blah. And you couldn't do anything. She's fucking gone. Ember Moon. This is the second time they fucking have released her. Yep. How many times they released uh, Mickey James? Oh God, I don't even want to count that. You know. I am happy though for like my boy like Grand Metal Leak, like thank God, bro, get the fuck out of there. You're like you're gonna you're gonna finally be, you know, get your get your come up and your recognition. The, the reality is is he is fucking amazing and I'm hoping he just goes back to Mexico, but I would also love it if he went to Japan. Yeah. I mean, because some of these things have worked out, like Bobby Fish, he found a perfect home in AEW, and nobody's complaining about that one. You know. Now I'm just waiting for like uh, like Jake Atlas to show up there, maybe. Well, we're, or, you know, we're waiting for um, Kyle and Roddy to get released. Ah, uh, that's right. Yeah, I need the <laughs> whole. So that way they could be the disputed uh, time zone or something. <laughs> he's he's, he's got to do it. Team, team Boom. They're gonna have to like the Matt and or uh, Matt and Nick will definitely have to come up with some weird like, hey, that's not that's not undisputed, okay? Yeah. Like whatever, just being a couple <laughs> dicks. Um, I gotta say, honestly, I think if they didn't tease The Rock, and like there was no mention of The Rock or anything, we weren't expecting him, Survivor Series actually wouldn't have been so bad. Uh, it was an okay show. Nothing, nothing was terrible, like, it was stupid that they put the Battle Royal on the main show and the fucking Intercontinental Champion versus the US Champion on the pre-show. I don't get but, that. No. They these always are your try to mid-card ex- titles, bro. Like, come on now. Yeah, they always try to explain these things like, "Well, we put two good workers on the pre-show to try and get people to buy the pay-per-view, but it's fucking Survivor Series. You you've got like Roman Reigns in the main event. What you're advertising it as the Rock's 25th anniversary. Of course people are going to buy it." So let's 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 say this for a sec and be and be funky. Um is it Survivor Series one of their big 5 Oh yeah, and it's so it's always been shit. You know what I mean? Like I don't get it. it. There's no fucking excuses. I've always thought less thought goes into into Survivor Series than Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam, and now you add Money in the Bank, which is apparently the the big fifth one. Yeah, all of a sudden. I mean, uh, I. Uh... They don't give a you know, shit about for them, Series. For them being the big pay-per-views, they don't treat them very well. No. Uh, they they announced the teams for the Survivor Series matches on social media and then changed them anyway. What, what the, the fuck? That literally makes my head hurt. I'm not even going to lie. There was no that quite qualify. literally is giving me a headache just to think about <laughs> that. <laughs> they, they did qualifiers after announcing the teams. Huh? Because they kicked people off the team that they announced and then said, okay, you can qualify for that spot instead. Because everything needs fucking drama. 
Surely. This is why this company blows. It would have made more sense to have qualifiers for the teams before you announced them. Like, actually exactly. build the fucking match. Mm-hmm. That way you... Exactly. That way I have a reason to want to watch the match. You know? And then you're... No, you, no, you, you give me the fucking list. Then you tell me, oh, well, they're going to have a match and see who's going to who's gonna keep their spot. Who's going to keep their spot? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why would you tell me this is the team and then be like, well, they're going to battle. Why? Why do they need a battle? I would just be like, you know what? Uh, I signed this contract, said I'm on the motherfucking team. Uh, I'm on the motherfucking team. And I'm just going to walk the fuck out. And Aaliyah, who is actually improving, was originally on a SmackDown team. Then uh, Sonya Deville takes her off. And then the SmackDown team loses. And they put her back on? No? No. They, no, no, they oh. just lost. Um, here's another thing that didn't make sense that nobody really pointed out to me. <laughs> um, why? Well, somebody did point it out. WWE didn't really point it out. Why did Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce care so much about who was on each team when... They're in charge of both teams. Like, how is this Raw versus SmackDown when the same two people are deciding both teams? Because they're stupid. <laughs> and they know they're stupid, and they insult you by letting you know that they know that they think you're stupid. Yes. And when it actually came to the night, Sonya and Adam were more concerned with the egg missing because... They just happen to be sat there in Vince's office when he comes in and notices that it's missing. Where's my fucking egg? First off, with old man egg missing, I'm going to have to be number one priority on that goddamn egg list, too. Because I don't need old pissed off Vince trying to power lift somebody's car looking for a goddamn egg. <laughs> right? Where's my goddamn steak and ketchup? <laughs> Man, gets mad, fucking flips the goddamn table like, bro, where's this? Find this fucking egg. But you know what? Here, check this out. Here's here's forty dollars. Go to Walmart, get one of them fucking big chocolate eggs, paint that motherfucker gold. He ain't gonna know. Bring it back. Apparently, it was a hundred million dollars that egg. Oh, get the. Sh and apparently, The Rock bought the egg, and then gave it to Vince. Okay, I know he got a lot of money, but <laughs> can we not come out with ludicrous ass numbers like that? Like that doesn't. Why the fuck the Rock gonna give you a hundred million dollar egg? Right when it when it's a prop from his own movie, and you know it's a prop because we know it's a prop because it's in the goddamn trailer. Right. Oh yeah, he said this isn't the, this isn't the one from the movie. This is the actual Cleopatra's egg. Okay. What do you mean the actual Cleopatra's egg? What the fuck are you talking about? So you gonna tell me that Papa Shango was really a voodoo doctor? <laughs> that's what you're trying to tell me, Vince? Because that's what you that's what you're driving at. If you believe that that is the real egg, then you believe that fucking Papa Shango, that you believe that Papa Shango, the fucking godfather, and the good father are all three different people. I mean, Cleopatra's egg literally is not a real thing. I was just going to say, is that even a real thing? <laughs> it's literally a movie prop. All bad. Just all bad. Terrible. Um, I'm kind of pissed that Becky and Charlotte opened the show because that was the match I was only really looking forward to just because of this. It's the one they built the most, to be honest. 
Like, you genuinely get sucked into this heat between the two of them. I still don't even know if it's real heat or if they sold the shit out of it. Hey, but, I mean, if, like, like I love to say all the time, if they're selling, I'm buying. Yeah, if, and, if, and, if they and were selling, instance, they did a hell of a job. Yeah, right? I Hey, you sold me. Because I think it's legit heat. I can believe it's legit heat. I mean, especially the way Charlotte's been acting lately. But at the same time, you know, when your dad's Ric Flair, Mm. you know, you might know a thing or two about, you know, selling some heat, getting some heat, doing this right. You know, fuck. I mean, hell, look at him and him and Dusty always felt real. Him and Harley Race always felt real. Now you got that dynamic with his daughter, which I don't hate it. But I mean, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I guess I, I, I hope they don't blow it. I mean, I've the whole thing constantly comes back to me of is this like those two things? Is this real heat? And the other one is is Charlotte on her way out? Well, like, I mean, is this her way of leaving? Rick is definitely. Um out of favor with WWE. Well, they fired him, and then God only knows what else they did. Well, he went on um, his podcast and basically said they're erasing his legacy by taking him out of the signature, taking out the woo, uh, replacing him with Ultimate Warrior, a guy that sued the company, and they made a shitty DVD about. And he's basically mm-hmm. he's basically saying they'll never get the woo back because he owns it. Well, yeah, that's very true. So yeah, he he's really not happy with WWE right now. Who can fucking blame him? No, and honestly, I when the match ended the way it did with Becky and Charlotte, there was just like a quick roll up. I didn't know if that was meant to happen the way it did because Charlotte just starts laughing, and I'm just thinking, shit, she's gonna just start throwing some fists or something. Right, it's a little fifty cuffs. But uh, now Becky's celebrating. Charlotte leaves the ring. It was actually very respectful, <laughs> surprisingly. Um, and I need to watch the match back to see just how stiff they were because I can kind of see they were being a little stiff, but at the same time, it didn't feel like they were legit beating the shit out of each other. Nice. But still, I like me a good old stiff one. Yeah. And then the next night on Raw, Becky... Just cut this great scathing promo on the fans and how they disrespected the women's Survivor Series match. Well, I mean, <laughs> did did you see any of that? No, so, but I, I I don't I kind of want to now. That sounds like some shit that I like. I mean, now is Becky a face or a heel? <sighs> I mean, I would say she's a tweener who's trying to get back to being a heel, but the fans won't let her. Okay. Okay. And I think yeah, I, she's so over that they they won't boo her, but she's definitely in that role. Yeah, and I think that's what that promo was. It was her trying to get the fans to boo her because she basically said, "You keep saying you want something fresh, but then ten women came out here and broke their backs last night, and all you did was do your stupid little chants and your stupid little songs." Stupid little chants, stupid little songs. I mean, she's got to be a heel for Liv. And if the plan is to actually run with Liv and finally push her and give her the women's title, then Becky needs to be the heel. Oh, no. I, yeah, but the, again, like how you brought up, will the fans let her? I mean, they're so behind Liv, I could see them being 
okay with that, especially a lot of fans are frustrated because they keep fake pushing Liv Morgan and have done for a few months. Like she's hot as hell with the with the audience, and they keep pushing her right. towards the title and then doing nothing with her. Or they keep pushing her with wins, and then all of a sudden she's on a losing streak. It's a fucking Carmella. Taking the title off Becky Lynch would be huge for her. It would. And it would make a star. Something I'd love to preach, but this is WWE we're talking about here. I mean, personally, with the whole Ronda Rousey rumor not being real and that not happening, so I don't see Ronda and Becky happening at Mania, I would be cool with Liv getting very close to beating Becky. And then Becky retains, but Liv wins the Rumble. I can get down with that. Bold prediction time. Chad, Chad Liv, here's your Liv royalties. Be, you know, Liv needs to get that real push. Yeah. And there isn't really anybody else on Raw right now that's as popular as Liv Morgan. Apart from Becky, obviously. I mean... I was about to say, I, yeah, it's Bianca on Raw, SmackDown now. I've lost track. Oh, she's on Raw now. So, yeah, there's Bianca, there's Liv Morgan. But um, Bianca had a great year this year, so I think Liv Morgan's time to shine. There we go. I like it. But yeah, let's effing go. Yeah, time, time, time to pull the trigger, man. you got to make stars in this company. Use your established stars to put over a young up-and-comer. That's how it works. And I'm sure Becky would love to do nothing less. I mean, she's successful as hell. She's happy to put people over. That she is. But again, will the old man let her? Right. And then, of course, we... Well, we didn't really see Becky on TV again. But she was on... Almost on the stage looking out for Seth when the dude jumped him. I'm not going to call him a fan. This dude is legit off his rocker, boy. Oh, yeah. I mean, I and I, I initially said, don't call them fans, they're scum, which most of them are. But, yeah, it, this guy ain't playing with a full deck. It, It's one of these guys that I swear to God, you, when you're able to sit at home and hang out on your computer all day long, it'll just do you bad. And I mean real bad. He's a, you know, he's obviously a hardcore fan. He was digging around, and I, I guess he got DM'd by somebody that was supposedly pretending to be Seth. Yeah. And told this kid, "Hey, we want to hire you for an angle." First, the fuck off. Who in the fuck are you, homie, to be knowing Seth Rollins, Mister? I got beef with you, and you know it. And it's like, no. Oh, apparently he's well, one of Rock's cousins. We don't know it. Oh yeah, that too. He's like. You know, I'm a part of the royal family, and I'm like, homie, you if you are the you are the turd of the royal family, if that's the case, homie, because you look nothing like nobody in the fam. You do not look Samoan. You know what the I I really I, we really shouldn't laugh, but you know what the funniest thing was about the whole scam thing. <clears throat> you really believe Seth Rollins needs a couple of grand? That too. That part was just the fucking like. Are you kidding me? Like he, it's we're talking about Seth Rollins. Like I mean, if it was like you know, fucking Baron Corbin. All right, <laughs> just stupid joke. You know, make fun of him because he's poor on TV, but not in real life. But I mean, it would have made more goddamn sense. Yeah. 
then but, go after fucking Seth Rollins because he needs a couple G's. You got then the fuck goddamn Seth Rollins get broke. You got Seth coming out every single week expensive. in ludicrously expensive suits. Ludicrously, ludicrously ugly ass suit. Uh, yeah. yeah, probably hell of expensive. I I think he's okay for a couple of thousand. Yeah, I think he'd be all right. <clears throat> now I'm not an expert in finance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, but, but it was. Right. I think that was the only interesting thing that happened on Raw, and it wasn't even on Raw. It was like, obviously the cameras got away from it, but obviously people film it. Thank you, social media. Um, mm-hmm. Chavo Guerrero piped in and basically criticized Seth for not attacking the guy back. Now, initially, I always say they deserve to get attacked back, but at the same time, they don't want to get sued. I get all that. But I know that there is an extremely popular video out there yes. of a house show where fucking Stone Cold <laughs> and Triple H are having a match, yes. and they kick the shit out of some poor fucker. D- okay. diff- different times. I don't give a shit, homie. Like that's that's where I'm. That's where I'm on that boat. Where if you're gonna fucking jump me as a performer, knowing goddamn well mm. I am performing. Oh, I'm going to lay him in. I don't give a shit. Oh. You want to sue me? You jump me first, motherfucker. I absolutely agree. They they are well within their rights to defend themselves. But at the same time, people will sue you for anything these days. I don't give a shit. Come on with it. <laughs> you going to tell you going to tell me a judge going to catch all these fucking all these goddamn TikTok videos of this cat blindsiding me and you're going to tell me that's not self-defense? Absolutely should be. Hey, a fucking stupid they- shit written house can get away with it. Right. There, yeah, there, there should there. literally be a law where wrestlers are allowed to kick the shit out of anybody that touches them that isn't supposed to. I like that. I like that. We need that. Somebody's make that shit happen. Remember, remember that time Punk was in the crowd and somebody smacked him on the back of the head and he just turned around and backhands somebody else? <laughs> well, that's... Hey, what the... Real reactions, bro. Oh. Like, come on. This is like... You want to fuck with a wrestler, you're going to get fucked with right back. I mean, first of all, he was the biggest heel in the company at the time, and you're going to let him go into the crowd without security. WWE security sucks anyway. It's yeah, never they really do. They it's never lazy. security that take these guys down. It's the referees. Yeah. And it's like, of all the fucking dudes, the refs, bro, these cats that, like, they can barely count the one, two, three. I mean, they but, have to have a fucking microphone in their ear, uh, earpiece in their ear to be told what to do. Yeah, but in reality, the refs are actually pretty tough. They, yeah, they can well, hurt somebody. Yeah, them are also former wrestlers. Exactly. But, great, crazy scenario. Um, there, there was also a video of Seth where somebody was asking him about it like at the airport or something. Um, and Seth was just like super respectful about it. And he was That's just like, surprising because I like, I've seen a lot of like Seth be a total douche in public videos. <laughs> yeah. And then the guy was like, so uh, are you going to press charges? And Seth was like, nah, I don't want to comment on that. Yeah, that's probably because I'm about to press charges. <laughs> yeah, all that I want to sue the fuck out of him. Stupid kid. <laughs> I mean, and all the guy did was end up pulling his hair. Yeah, I also laughed like, when um, Seth got up, and he was like, come on then, pussy or he's something. Like, come on, motherfucker. You got three guys on top of the guy. <laughs> I love how he fucking, like, I get, like, you know, kayfabe right the fuck out the window. He's like, that's all you got, bitch. Come on, oh. motherfucker. But, but I'm like, 
this is great. Uh, later on, Seth was in a segment, and he just comes out, like, looking around mockingly. As he should. <laughs> like, oh, shit, am I going to get jumped again? Ha, ha, ha. All right, this motherfucker <laughs> coming back. Um, also, as the the dude was getting escorted out by security, the, the crowd chanted asshole at him. Oh, yeah. There was, there was also another almost incident um, where pretty much the whole roster was, like, around the ring. And I don't know what happened, but somebody was shouting shit at Montez Ford. So, like, Montez and MVP... MVP was basically the big brother. He was like, who's, to- who's talking shit about you, Tez? That, that guy over there. Come here. And then you, you can slowly see, like... Dolph Ziggler, Sami Zayn, and everybody's slowly starting to take notice and just watch out for it because like, is somebody else going to jump? Well, we're, re- we're ready for a fight now after what happened to Seth. Oh, yeah, bro. When these guys, they're ready to go. And the guy comes, he's like in the fourth or fifth row, and he comes right to the front, and MVP pretty much invites him to step over the barricade, and he just walks away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking smart. Because one, at, bud. by this point you've got like six wrestlers staring the guy down and Sami Zayn's like right in his face. Oh yeah, he don't want none. He don't <laughs> want none of that kick, boy. Uh, Brooklyn, chill the fuck out. Seriously. Like, goddamn. I know I know it's a show, damn it. New York's a rowdy city, but fucking chill. It's a show. Mm-hmm. Meant for entertainment purposes. Well, meant for, but it's WWE. But. That's why, yeah, them motherfuckers take that shit extra serious, man. Extra serious. Good evening, wrestling fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Evolution of Pro Wrestling. I'm Lewis and this is Jay. Who made a bigger impact? Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock? Shawn Michaels or Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? See, this is a, a crazy topic. And we got an exciting topic for you tonight. Who's better in which era? CM Punk or Bret Hart? WrestleMania. Holy cow. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the best and most shocking moments in SummerSlam history. Our next special event is our 5th annual Maxis Awards. It's the one night of the year where we award the best and worst of the last 12 months. And it's the one night of the year where we come to you on a Sunday. It takes place on December 26th. You can go to maxwrestling.net slash maxis right now to vote in each category. But that's not all. Because it is a Max Wrestling special event, which means championships are on the line. The Phoenix will defend the Knowledge Championship after a clean sweep in the promo series gauntlet last week, but you get to choose who his challenger will be. The options are Chad Malcolm, Daniel Crimmins, 
or Ryan Sutcliffe. Um, okay, 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 okay. Two of which I believe have challenged for the Knowledge Championship before. Also, our brand new television champion, Moses Marquez, mm -hmm. also defends his title, and you also get to choose his opponent. The free options <laughs> for that one are the three people originally up for the DV title against Moses, which were <laughs> Chad Malcolm once again, The Phoenix, or Travis DeWalker Anderson. Ooh, I like him. Anderson. And of course, the World Championship. Uh, currently, the champion is Chad, and we already know the challenger will be Mike Larkin, but what kind of trivia will it be? This is what you get to decide. It is quick fire, three stages of knowledge, or full trivia mayhem. Ooh, hey! You can vote for everything right now at maxrousting.net slash maxies, including match of the year, wrestler of the year, and the much coveted McMahon Award for wanker of the year. Oh yeah, I love that one. <clears throat> it, I think it's my favorite award. It's the best. <laughs> Absolutely, like like properly named too. Yes. Uh, it, it, it's had I think two different names. Originally, it was the Meltzer Award. Mm. But uh, I think McMahon is a bigger wanker. Big time. Ah. Uh, okay. We have covered as much WWE as physically. Mentally, we could. So, on to the brighter sure. side of wrestling. And it was truly a bright side last night. Um, in Chicago, AEW Thanksgiving special of Dynamite kicks off with MJF and CM Punk with live microphones. Mm -hmm. Now, okay, for those who are going to say it, Glenn, I get it. This was a WWE segment. But I want you to go back and tell me when the last time something this good happened on WWE in the last 20 years. Oh, that and was I will roast. point to no incident besides the pipe bomb. Right. And I love how they referenced that. And MJF was like, that was your biggest moment. But every, oh man, every shot MJF fired at Punk, Punk sold it so well. Just standing in the corner clearly pissed off and just like yep keep him coming Mm-hmm. he let him he's like yep get it all off your chest call him a fucking he's like you know for a straight edge guy you look just like a meth addict <laughs> call him, called him ugly <laughs> like the the oh meth addict one i was like god damn that dude, was such a good line it was great but geez did you need to burn him so bad <laughs> You know, he he brought up the whole. He's like, you know, you never mentioned me in any of your media press, and he's like, in the, you know, he's all because you know I'd finish you faster than your UFC career. Yeah. Then he says he doesn't drive pop pipe bobs. He drops nukes. <laughs> but the great thing about Oops. it, MJF did drop all these nukes, and then Punk just fires right back. Right back. Says he's just, and this is the like you can't start a better promo in this scenario than than how Punk did. He's like, I'm, I'm disappointed in you. Yeah, he's just he's just a sad dad now. I'm disappointed in you. You took all he's the like, cheap you shots. Know, oh yeah, well of course he did. He had to. It's MJF. It's what he does best. But it's like again, Punk right back with the perfect retort and rebuttal. You know, hey, I, I know you got your gel. He's like, you got your poster, my poster on your wall. He's like, I didn't know your first name was Maxwell. He's like, I thought MJF stood for my jealous fan. <laughs> that line I loved, fucking loved. And then, of course, 
the one that broke the fucking internet yes. is he's like, you think that you're all that, but the reality is, is you're a less famous Miz. Brilliant. And it just fucking tore the roof off of that fucking building, off of the WWE building, just like, and then everybody started calling him Miz. Miz probably watched that segment and just laughed his ass off. Oh, I bet he did. <laughs> oh, I know. I can. I almost know he did. So, oh, so this good. was just. And also, uh, I was main event in Madison Square Garden when you were marking out for Rosie O'Donnell. That's right. He's like, you know, well, you sang a song on there. I'll just sing us a song here to get you in the New York Times. But you know, now I'm going to get you in there in the obituaries. Love that. Talks about the four pillars. Oh, the four oh, pillars. He's yes. like, but you forget that you got replaced by Britt Baker, and wow. I lost it. <laughs> oh my god! And then, of course, the ultimate finisher of the night. He says, "The only way you're going to be, you know, fucking number two is if yeah. Tony Khan has a daughter and you marry her." Wow. And I was like, uh, total kick in the dick. And that, that was wasn't just a kick perfect. in the dick for MJF. That was a total kick in the dick for Triple H. Oh, yeah, big time. Big time. And that's fine. He fucking deserves it. It's kind of true. Let's be honest here. Oh, Triple H and Punk always here. had heat. Oh, yeah, big time heat. But, I mean, like, let's let's be let's be real for a sec. Where was, where was Hunter at prior to him and Steph? Nowhere. I'm watching it, bud. Nowhere. Hmm. I mean, 98, he was, like, great feud with Triple H uh, with The Rock for the IC title. But, yeah, he didn't really become a main eventer in, until the whole test and Stephanie and the wedding. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then, he never came down. Nope. I mean, granted, he he's super talented anyway. I always enjoy Triple H's matches, but still. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not hating on him. I'm not hating on him. I'm just saying, like, he knew that he wasn't going to get a higher position on the card unless something were to change. And I don't want to say that he saw Steph as an opportunity. Oh, he's, I'm sure he saw it as a different kind of opportunity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was hey, actually I a mean, big risk because he was already in trouble after the whole curtain call. That's right. You know but, what I mean? I guess time heals wounds, as they say. Yeah, and as time taught us, it was a risk worth taking. Mm-hmm. Um, paid off for how many years? Yeah, speaking of Triple H and, and Steph, apparently their oldest daughter is now training to become a wrestler, too. Oh, Lord. Another one. Well, here we go. In, like, ten years, we're going to have Triple H's daughter versus The Rock's daughter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Except, you know, the Rock's daughter's probably been in there for like 12 more years than this other one. Yeah. I don't even know how old she is. Like, I remember Stephanie being pregnant in like 2006 because she was at WrestleMania pretty heavily pregnant. So, oh, I got to do math. She's got to be like 16, 15, 16. Maybe that's the middle child. I'm trying to find out right now. No, I know who the fuck the father of her kids is, you stupid goddamn <laughs> internet. 
I'm pretty <laughs> sure we get an idea. It's obviously Vince McMahon. I'm just kidding. Oh, it's me, Austin. It's 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 gotta be Austin. Funnily enough, they were, they, there was a, a rumor about an incest storyline at one point. That's terrible, but hilarious at the same time. So, uh-huh. three daughters, uh, one born in 06, 08, and 2010. So, the yeah. youngest one, she'd have to be, yeah, she's about 16. 15, 16, yeah. So, we were yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, hey, all right, what do you know? Math ain't too bad. That high school education was for something. Yeah, you ain't no Steiner math for you. Like it. Um, so yeah, great, great segment, and then we move on to the Daniel Bryan hometown wrecker train through the dark order. This this, this week it was Chicago, so this week it was Coke Cabana. Coke Cabana, boy, I love Coke Cabana. I really like, I really do like Coke Cabana. Uh, I think it was I was listening to Conan's podcast the other day, and he was a uh, Talking about how like uh is not getting over or the dark or something about the dark or something about unused talent or whatever, and he kept bringing up how fucking Colt Cabana is always in the background of the dark order and this and that. And I'm like, so what's wrong with that? He's like helping. We know he's a big ass star. Who cares? Yeah, Colt's like you 41. Know? No, he is a little older. Oh no, he's like 43. He's in his 40s anyway. Yeah, well, but yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. It's not like he's. I mean? It's not like he's a rookie or anything. He's been around the block. Right, I was gonna say yeah, he's been around for a minute, a uh, minute. But it's just it, it, he went out there and he got quite literally his head kicked in and one of his fucking teeth out. Yes, which I was like, oh, bro, that hurts. Yeah, like I don't give a shit who you are, but that hurt. B B Dry picked up the tooth, and I'm like, is that vegan? Maybe. <laughs> But who? Somebody was yelling about COVID the whole time in the TSK. They're like, "Bro, do you not know we're in COVID right now?" And I'm like, "Bro, it's a tooth. It doesn't matter." But it's fucking COVID, and I'm just like, "Oh my god." I mean, it's not exactly hygienic. It was Teddy. That's who it was. It's not exactly hygienic picking up somebody else's tooth, right? But whatever. (laughs) It's all all natural. It's, It's organic. Yeah. So it's vegan. There you go. It was vegan. Fucking guy. So who we got next week? Five. Um, it's either gonna be it's somebody from Atlanta. So my guess will probably be five. Right. So five will go out there, get his head kicked in, and all this is just is leading to um the shit. What was it? The uh, the the battle of the belts. Yes, which is early January. January I want to see the 8th. Yeah, the 8th on a Saturday. Uncle Dave had mentioned it. He had said it was going to be like the 9th or whatever, but I, I didn't think they were going to do a show on Sunday, so it, it'll be on Saturday. Now, this is the question that, uh, you know, is on many folks' mind. Is this like five, six-week tear that uh, B-Dry is about to go on? Is that meant to build his record right before he loses? Or is this meant to give him momentum before he wins? What do you think? Uh, I, I I think it's just to make Brian Danielson the uber fucking heel for Paige to get a big win. Yeah. I do like that story part of it. I mean, he's literally going in there and beating up all of his friends. Right. Yeah good stuff 
Um, but like like I said from the jump, like I've been saying for months, it's you know at some point these guys are going to have to put uh, an L next to their name, and when they do that, they're going to build the shit out of somebody. And there's no better way to start than to have B Dry lose to to Hangman Adam Page. And putting the guy extra over. And the second Brian mentions him, cue the music straight away. Like, oh, no God. pause. He's right out there. Love that. Just fantastic. I hate these drawn-out promos where you're setting up somebody to interrupt and it's just like sentence after sentence and then finally the music hits. But last night it was just Adam Page music. Bam. He's like, oh, yeah, now it all goes to Adam. And the goddamn music hits, and here he comes down with his fucking, you know. He had a little swagger. I ain't leaving Chicago without a fight. That was fantastic. Yeah. Super, and then super he, he tells him, what does he tell me? He was like, yeah. He was like, I'm not leaving without a fight. He's all here. He's like, I know you had a fight. He's also, I'll make it fair. You can take the first shot. Oh, that's really, he's all, that's really low of you or whatever. And he slaps the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. Uh, the, seriously, they're, they're building up B-Dry. is like, he's going to be booed out of the fucking state. Well, he got booed out of Chicago. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you, if you like, they loved the fuck out of him when he, before he even touched Colt. And then after the match, oh, boom. Ooh, the fuck out of this man. Yeah. Which is good. It'll be a slow transition. He's still coming out of the uh, the face side of the tunnel, but I'm sure within due time it'll change up. I think people maybe forget like the, the, the Planets Champion thing, how good of a heel Brian Danielson can be. Oh, he's so good as a heel. And then, of course, he brought out the fickle. Yeah. Yes. All the fans he, are fickle. He's also the perfect person to be a heel because he's like the super eco-friendly vegan everything wrestling fans should hate it's fantastic it's good shit god he's gonna be such an awesome heel though yeah um what the fuck was going on with eddie kingston (laughs) just sat backstage munching away hanging out eating i don't know why people are fucking with this guy while he's eating you know what that's one (laughs) thing i've learned in life if a guy's got a gut don't fuck with him while he's eating Right. Okay. Especially when you're fucking goddamn fat Matt and not Nick. But this this seems to have come from his promo with Punk where he said, well, you judge me why? Because I like to eat a little bit? Because I was fat? Yeah, homie, you fat. That's so, all right, though. Yeah, it's good. So now yeah. we're doing this whole angle where Eddie just likes to eat all the time. That's fine, but I don't need to see this more than once. Like, this is the one time I need to see this. If the next time he cuts a fucking promo, he's got food in his mouth or food near him, I'm going to fucking be pissed off. I kid you not. I kid you not. Do not turn this into something fucking stupid. Like, I get it. Like, you want to play on it one or two times? That's fine. Do not make this a thing. Do not make it every time I go back, we go to the back to go talk to Eddie Kingston, he got a plate of food. No. Unless, you know, like I said, a once in a, a once in a blue moon thing. Like, like say he walks, like say he's like hanging out in the back, and Punk walks through, and all of a sudden they cut to him eating. That I get. That one you can do. You know what I mean? But if it's just some fucking jabron, nah, don't don't keep using that. Let that sim, let that build for a few that's really gonna matter. You know what I mean? 
Don't yeah. get your don't get your your laughs and your ha ha's off of something that could easily build an entire feud. Unless it's like backstage with like New Day did with Daniel Bryan just eating some beef in front of him. Yeah, that was hilarious though. <laughs> yes. I'm not even lie. That was hilarious. Just a look on Daniel's face. It's like, what are you doing? You disgust me. You suck, you sick <laughs> fucks. Uh, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the segment with Cole and Fish and the best friends. It just kind of felt like, you know, schoolyard japs. Felt like it was really thrown together. Yeah, you're, you're not really best friends. We're, we're better friends than you. Yeah, that was straight off the fucking kindergarten playground with that shit. But I will admit, seeing goddamn not, uh, goddamn not Trent Wheeler Utah. Fucking BTE killed me this week, boy. I tell you, I'm I'm sitting there, I'm watching it. Something that I got to start doing. Maybe I'll get a little BTE review on this show. I have to think about it though. But it's it just fucking hilarious. They have this constant segment where uh, Wheeler gets choked out by uh, by Chris Statlander because he did something wrong or whatever. So he'll like look at he'll look at Chucky and Orange and be like, "Oh, she's behind me, isn't she?" Yeah. And they'll just nod and then they'll turn there and there's Statlander and she'll jump on his back and start choking him out. Well, this week, fucking, it was Rocky Romero standing behind him, and he starts choking him out. And the week prior, he he dressed up as as Chucky as Trent Beretta, and he or Trent question mark I should I should say yeah. And they tried to fool Rocky that that was Trent, and he's like, "Are you, are you sure, man? Like we won the tag titles together. Like I don't think this is I don't think this is Trent. They're like, no, 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 that's Trent. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> so to to play off of that fucking rocky ends up choking out wheeler and i literally cried with laughter he just like whispers in his ear i know you're not trent i know i know you're not the real trent <laughs> and i'm just like what the fuck are you kidding me it's, it was just so fucking hilarious. rocky romero is literally literally the best thing in, prof- in professional wrestling like he is he's a guy that can have really good very entertaining matches he is also absolutely hilarious at everything he does. Everything from commentary to fucking, you know, backstage to BTE skits to the weirdo skits he does for the LA Dojo. Just. And the guy makes his own fucking theme music for shit sake. I mean, fuck. <laughs> He's awesome. Fucking love Rocky Romero. I don't know why AEW don't show like highlights from BTE to get more people they into really it. They really need to. Oh, they really need to. Because like they I mean, also under- they they yeah. like to carry over some jokes from it too, and then people who don't watch BTE are like, I don't get it. Oh yeah, we're talking like about Budge. Budge situation. <laughs> goddamn Budge. He's like, goddamn John Silver. I hate you, but I love you, you bastard. <laughs> He's just like, nope. It's all one word, Budge. And all in caps. And all in caps. <laughs> Budge. Just the way he says it, because he like gets himself in a stance before he says it. Budge. And then now they've <laughs> they've constantly played on it. They have a shirt. Yes. Where it's like it's it's it says something something Budge on it or whatever, and it's John Silver and Alex Reynolds kissing Adam Cole. Yeah. And, and so they, so this one's hilarious. Like he comes into his he comes into his um hotel room and they're laying in his bed and they're you know they're trying to convince him to sign with the dark order and oh we're really good friends and don't worry about this and this and 
So he he kicks him out of their uh, he kicks him out of his room, and he he's he sleeps and he wakes up in the middle of the night like God damn, like I'm over here sweating my ass off. So he takes his shirt off and he puts on a new one. He's like, oh, nice and clean. And he looks in the mirror and it's the one with, you know, them kissing him. And he's just like, he does the whole like disgusted stewy face and then tries to rip it off. And it takes him like 12 seconds to get his shirt off. It's the funniest thing. Like this is, it, this is one good <laughs> episode of fucking BTE. You check it out. Oh man. Um, Actually, there was a few backstage segments this week that kind of set up new feuds. Um, Jericho kind of got involved with the whole 2.0 thing. Um, Fat Matt, not Nick. I was expecting Fat Matt fucker to be like goddamn SpongeBob SquarePants. But yeah, I, I was expecting him to be like, you're going to take a swing at me? But he he really does have a square head, though. He does. It big time. <clears throat> so that, I mean... fucking man bun, that man bun did him no service. No. It uh it appears like we'll probably down the line get a tag team match between two point and Jericho and Kingston. That'd be cool, Which, I guess. I'm not sure how that's gonna go, but I could maybe see a breakdown of communication and then we get a Kingston Jericho feud, which I'm cool with. That's okay with me. I mean, if you need to give two point that cheap of a win, I mean, sure, that's cool. Yeah. It'll work. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, so we got unions being made and unions kind of being broken because Shivani pissed off Britt Baker this week. Oh, no. That's right. Yeah. No, don't do the don't DMD. Do you ruined it. Oh, that's right. She was big mad this yeah. week. And it was basically just because he pointed out that uh, Rio was never eliminated from the Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. So if uh, Rio beats Britt Baker on Rampage tomorrow, she gets a title shot. I like it. But I, I'm going to continuously stick with what I've been saying for months, and that is there is only one female on the <clears throat> roster that is going to beat Britt Baker for the AEW Women's Championship, and she walks around with half of her face painted. Mm-hmm. That being Thunder Rosa. Yeah, well, um, as far as the TBS uh, title goes, we got Rosa versus Jade in the semifinals, which I think we we're pretty certain... Jade's going to win. I have some I, funny feeling that we're going to get some chicanery that's going to lead to that win. I think we're all pretty certain, actually, that Jade's just going to win the TBS title. I would, I'm would. i thinking so. My first immediate guess was Thunder Rosa, but then I'm realizing that they're using this tournament to build their feud, her and Britt Baker. Yeah, and so, also using it to build and push the shit out of Jade. I mean, that's fine. You know, I mean, that... Honestly, what it means by having a championship for Jade, it means that now they have to force good talent to go in there with you, and they're going to force you to do a good match. Well, yeah, I mean... So that could be helpful. She goes through, she's going to end up facing uh, Ruby or Chris, which is probably going to be Ruby Soho. Hey, like I said, if there's somebody that's going to bring out a good match in you, why not Ruby? Yeah, you want a good worker? There you go. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Can't beat it. Um, the main event, Cody is getting huge heat right now. Bro, that, bro, tell me that wasn't a five-star main event and I'll call you a liar to your face. That was a great main event. I even loved the it, whole tease with fucking Tully and 
eight double A. Oh my God, I went bananas. I call uh, <laughs> for for the TSK folk out there. I call Tully Blanchard when this because this goddamn suit kills me. And then every time I see him, I constantly think of the uh, um, the nightclub scene. So I call this motherfucker Disco Dan. All right. So I started yelling, oh, here we go, goddamn Disco Dan and Glock Anderson about to throw down. <laughs> and then here comes this fucking nerd. I don't even remember his fucking name. He's over there holding his dick. Like, bro, you ain't no gangster. Fuck, stop holding your dick. And fucking they beat his ass and then they almost tried to jump on and they're like, nah, fuck that shit. But no, that was a great segment, though. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, Phoenix was insanely good in this match. Oh, my God. When is he not? Are you kidding me? Oh, I know, but he really, really stood out in this match. He, I'm about to say, if if, if Phoenix and Pentagon want to make four-year-olds fans, boy, they made my son a fan last night. Wow. He could, I, he was literally, oh, whoa, and clapping every, like, literally every two seconds. Every two seconds. The, like, he came around the corner, I don't see Brian Danielson, and I'm like, that's, he's not in this match. And then, sure enough, Phoenix <laughs> is doing some crazy rope jump and stuff, and he's like mesmerized. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, the whole bouncing and then going over. Who who did he hit after it? I mean, he had a hold of um, Black. Then he mm-hmm. did the whole jumping yeah, on the rope. I feel like he... he landed funny on his knee. Maybe. He's he's always he always <laughs> has bad control sometimes. Or he, I should say he Not, tends to have bad control. Not to mention. We also saw a very rare Fosbury flop from Pac. Oh yeah, great! I fucking great. love that move. It's, oh, it's, it's. I mean, it's a little bit more impressive, like when you're like a Dominic Dijak. Yeah. But to see Pac do it, I was like, dude, this looks hard. Like, why don't you do it more? That looks so good. I mean, I don't. I don't think it's ever looked more perfect than when AJ Styles did it. But yeah, that's true. It's such a cool move. AJ's AJ's that guy, man. Uh, he's that guy. The, the young AJ. He used to do crazy oh, shit. The young. <laughs> that crazy motherfucker boy. But uh, yeah, great way to end the show. And I, I don't know what it's going to take for Cody to turn heel. Uh, he's getting booed don't... out of every building he's in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know yet. But I'm sure it's a coming. I think he's gonna ride the boo heat for a little bit, kind of pull, thinking he's like a, his own version of John. Yeah, that, that's what I thought. He's getting John Cena heat. Which, hey, I mean, as you can tell, fuck, they love that guy over there, MJF. Oh yeah, called, fuck, basically called Punk. Oh. Fucking, he's basically called him John Cena. Yes. And, you know, you might as well be. You know, he's all used to be the rebel. Now you're out here. You know, you might as well be out here. Uh, you know, doing the whole hustle, loyalty, and respect. It, it was so good because I immediately thought of Punk's segment with Cena, where he said Cena's become the franchise and compared him to the New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's... So, yeah, you become the thing that you hate, and that's the yes. Yankees. Such a good mirror. This is from Boston. <laughs> the Red Sox hate the Yankees, as I hate the, Yan- as I hate the Red Sox. Right. Love it. Yeah, I remember all, people always, shit, that was a heat, serious jab from Cena because he legit got pissed off at that line night, was it? Yeah, I mean, He sold it very shoot. well. <laughs> like I said, you cannot call a guy from Boston a Yankee fan. He'll kick your ass. 
And so fucking that's exactly what happened. Punk's like, I'll put I'll I'll push that button, I don't give a shit. As as you don't. as thugs say in the UK, I'll fucking end you. There you go. <laughs> um like so do we have a geek of the week? Oh, do we ever? Okay, I can't wait to play the music. Pencil-neck geek, gritty freak, scum-sucking beard with a lousy physique. He's a one-man, no-cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil-neck geek. Okay, so this is the first time this has happened. Um, I, 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 my highlight for NXT was just so lackluster. I kind of literally, no, let me not say this. This is the truth. I almost did not give a shit at all. I was legit. It was, I was more like playing it in the background, but I want to, I have to watch AEW every week, Wednesday, Friday, it's a TSK religion at this point. And, you know, we just got done seeing, you know, a, a, a fantastic opening promo and a, and a, and a, somewhat fun match from CM Punk and and then I got to deal with these fucking three dorks you know one looks exactly like his dad circa 1995 oh. the other one looks like a shortened version of his dad it's at the same time still kind of looks like Bart Gun <clears throat> and then you have 58 year old absolute fucking geek Billy Gunn with a goddamn rose tattoo over his fucking belly button, and he's out there wearing a goddamn choker like he stole it from a 13-year-old goth girl who hates fucking chemistry class. <laughs> Bro, what in the fuck is your gimmick, homie? I, you, Why are you 58 and fucking ridiculously jacked? I get, bro. I get it, dude. Like you're on the you're on the juice, homie. I understand. You don't you understand that you're six foot fucking three, right? You don't need to be two eighty. It this you're not in the E no more, bud. You know, I get it. This this how you need to feel yourself to stay relevant. God damn, man. Like Billy Gunn, absolute fucking geek of the week, bud. This fucking he just. Oh, uh, I seen him and he just he fuck when you see a guy. And you just know he's a geek? That's a bad sign. It's a bad sign. Then they go out there and they have this hot fucking dog water shit of a match where fucking Billy Gunn sells like a fucking... I don't even know what the selling is. He's like not selling but selling because he's rolling out of the way. Uh-uh. Fuck this guy. Yeah, Total geek. I, I didn't care much for the match either. <clears throat> Ridiculous. Uh, one other little segment that we glossed over was um, Sting and Darby. Darby just oh my fucking God. flying out of nowhere. Anybody need a fucking middle linebacker? Jesus Christ, <laughs> Darby. This dude. First off, I think it was, who was it? Was it uh, making fun of Aub, Aub, uh, was it Aubrey the other week? I think it was on the pay-per-view or whatever. Where she comes fucking sprinting down the aisle. Yes. And the whole time in the TSK, I'm like, God damn, bro. Somebody, Tony Khan's clocking that 40, calling his dad. Hey, dad, I got you a running back. <laughs> you know, I got you a corner or whatever. Fuck, I got you somebody for speed. She's speedy. Okay, she's speedy. I got you. This one, shit, Darby said, hey, I heard you guys need some linebacker help. Watch this shit. He comes flying in. Now, granted, Darby's all of, what, five foot eight, 175 pounds? Yeah. And this kid comes fucking 
diving for fucking homeboy's head. Fucking decapitates him. Fucking decapitated. Did he even, Oh my god. Did he even come out of the tunnel or did he did he just spawn? No, he fucking I mean, no, he came out of that tunnel, but he came out of that tunnel <laughs> running a hot four two forty, baby. Jeez. Talk about a fucking beeline express. I mean, I I fuck he Bro, I, I'm telling you, I was so impressed. I started fucking tweeting the Chargers and shit. So, do y'all need some linebacker help? I know a little guy. <laughs> I mean, he's a little guy, but he'll do some damage. I'll tell you what. Jesus. Um, I, we, we have Geek of the Week. If we had time to have a gift of the week, that'd be gift of the week. Oh, yeah, for yeah, fucking the tackle, boy. The tackle that heard around the world. God love Dobby. But, uh, okay, Wrestler of the Week up next. I think I've already pretty much alluded to who I'm picking as the wrestler of the week this week. But, um, man, after that main event, I'm going straight for Ray Phoenix. There you go. I mean, hell, like like I said, it's hard not to pick the guy. He's fucking awesome. He owned that match. He's so good. So damn good. That's why he's literally one of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah. And love Lucha Bros, but... um. Man, if they ever go single, Phoenix is on fire. Yeah, I, I've I've always kind of felt that same way. That if heaven forbid, uh, Pac, uh, Pac, uh, Pentagon and him ever break up, like is it, Pentagon has his you know his cool saying and he has his bit and he he's over. But like when you need a guy to go in there and go and go be flashy in the ring, that's Phoenix a hundred all day long. Yeah, and he's fucking great. Um, okay. So, your week is complete. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us at Max Wrestling UK on social media. Thank you, everybody, as always, on SoundCloud. And you can check out our website, which is maxwrestling.net. Click on the Maxis tab. Go vote for the Maxis. Um, we are literally a month away from the Maxis as of tomorrow. Beautiful. Uh, follow us on social media at the Captain Five One Two and at SMR Podnet. So, all you pencil neck geeks, better listen up because this is what Moses Marquez has in store for you this week. God diggity damn right. So, as the television champion, I I said I would cut a weekly promo. Uh, I did not post the people that I was going to do so I could have the vote, and so I'll do that for today. But real quick. Phoenix, if you really think you're going to walk away with me whipping my ass and some fucking goddamn knowledge, boy, you, you're thinking wrong. I'm going to come right back at you. We're going to do this all over again. And just like how it goes, you're going to win one, I'm going to win one. You're going to win one, and I'm going to win one. But this time, I'm going to win one, and it's going to be the last time you see the knowledge title. Not my best work. Still love it. As far as podcast work goes, Retro's been put on hold. For two reasons. One, because fucking Peacock has just been acting really stupid. Like, every time I go on to go watch a, a, a fucking... It starts me from the beginning. I can literally be halfway in. I kid you not. I can literally be halfway in seven minutes to the end. And for some reason, it always restarts me. And it's been kind of pissing me off to the point where I'm like, I'm not even going to bother. So Retro's been on the hold for that one. Um, but maybe expect one after Thanksgiving... We'll see how it goes. 
Um, as far as Bolt Rant, a bunch of stuff should have already dropped. There should have been a game preview, game recap. There's going to be another game recap dropping um, tomorrow because today is Thanksgiving. I'm not trying to do no work besides this on Thanksgiving. Um, that one's going to be a, a recap from the Sunday night game that we had against the Steelers. And then we're going to be looking into our Sunday possible afternoon, possible Sunday night game or Monday night game against the, I think we got the Bengals. I forget who we play, but that one. No, the Broncos. That's who it is. We play the Broncos. So check all that out there. Uh, the five, I fucking missed did a whole bunch of free agents and draft guys. Check that thing out. But, I mean, it's all dropping. So all you got to do is hang on to it. There's also a project in the works with some of the old retro school folks. If you guys used to listen to the old Retro Rewind, the pay-per-view Retro Rewind, me, Emir, Moni, and Paul Morales, a couple of them want to come back and do something different. Let me know how y'all feel about that one. All right. But that's it for me. And with that said, we will see you... Next motherfucking week. Uh, for the, the first episode of December. That's pretty much all mm-hmm. I got to say about it. We don't got no TLC this year. Um, we got a hell of a lot of predictions to do in January, though. We got uh, we got day one. We got... Well, actually, those predictions are going to be in December because, obviously, day one is on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, we got Winter is Coming, which I think is coming up this month. But is that the so, yeah. just a TV special? Yeah. But we do it have um, Battle of the Belts. That too. That's also going to be a TV specialish. The, One of those, the, you know, pay-per-views on TV kind of thing. Yeah, but at least, at least we know it's going to be live, so we can predict it. Unlike the Impact Plus specials. Yay! Um, oh shit! We also got Wrestle Kingdom. Oh yes. Um, January seventh, eighth, and ninth, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and of course we got the Rumble. Uh, Revolution is in March this year. Uh, well, okay, next year. not too bad. So. January is going to be busy. Uh, next week is December, which means we're getting closer and closer to the maxis. So make sure you go vote once again. I'm going to remind you one more time. M- uh, MaxRousing.net slash maxis. Go vote. There's three pages. Make sure you vote on all three. And with that said, go watch some wrestling. Then come back and listen to us talk about it. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And good night. Bang. Use a motherfucker, Chad. Use a motherfucker.